Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Faith Boost. And we're looking at overcoming in turbulent times. 10 a.m. this morning, uh, 10 a.m. also tomorrow morning, and 10 a.m. on Friday morning. And then in the evenings, 7 p.m. today, tomorrow, and Friday as well. So the person who will be taking the morning sessions is Reverend Patsy Caminetti. And it's going to be a refreshing time. We'll take some questions, just discuss a little bit today, this morning with her. And then um, tomorrow she's going to share God's word and um, just speak from our heart. And the morning sessions are focused on prayer, how to pray in these times, how to um, uh, address these situations in our personal walk with God. And here with me, I have my wonderful wife, uh, Akuna. You want to bring a greeting? Yeah. Just say a word. It's going to be a great time today. And um, thank you for joining in with us today. And I'm sure you will be blessed. And I also want to celebrate my husband today. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you. So you're going to have a great time in the word. Thank you. Amen. These are indeed turbulent times. And... Um, it's vitally important that we keep our faith strong because like we know, our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. These tests, these trials, economic issues, health issues, spiritual issues, family issues, this is a really trying time that I haven't seen anything like this since I was born. And um, except yeah, uh, 100 and... 102 years old, you haven't been alive to witness something like this either. But thank God we have God's word as our anchor. We have God's word to tell us what to do, to tell us how to act, to build us up, and to push, put us over in times like this. Uh, Reverend Patsy Caminetti will be coming up shortly, and um, she's a seasoned minister of the gospel. She was an instructor in Rema USA, uh, for some years, quite some years. She and her husband are the directors of Rama Bible Training College, Australia. And um, they pastor a church in Brisbane, Australia. And she just has a passion to teach about prayer, to teach God's people. And she has a lifestyle that backs that up. And she's right here with us. Good morning. Morning. It's your evening. Good evening, Pastor. Pastor. <laughs> it is, and it's so wonderful. God's blessed us with technology so we can be all over the world. Amen. Be able to be together while we're all over the world. Praise God. Wonderful. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much for accepting to uh, be on this uh, broadcast with the technology. We're able to reach so many more people. What the devil meant for harm. It's turning around as we believe God for yeah. good. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your walk with God, the things that have helped you over the years. Just tell us something about yourself. Well, I, I think that something that's very foundational to my life is one of the greatest, one of the things I hold as the greatest um, the blessing, and that is being raised in a home of a godly man and woman 
And uh, my parents have always loved and um, sought God uh, in his word and through prayer. And, uh, and they raised us, they raised us to uh, really love God and uh, helped us to know that there wasn't any better life than the one that is, is lived in honor of Jesus Christ. So uh, it was it was a blessing to grow up in 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 the home of somebody like that. I have four siblings, and all of us are in ministry, and um, I think that one of the reasons why we uh, we have all continued on in that, as well as uh, many of the the grandchildren and uh, that following the same, is because of uh, ministry was not a business. It was a devotion to God, mm. and um, and so it was a way of of honoring God. And so uh, we have we have really um, built upon that. Then, I, and the Lord then took me to Rama when I was eighteen, and um, so I was there in nineteen seventy six and graduated in nineteen seventy seven, and then. Um, then of course those years that I was at Rama and with Brother Hagen, and, and then uh, got to work also with Pastor and Lynette, are such treasured and rich years to me, and so uh, I've been very blessed. Um, Peace since, God. Yeah, Peace since God. then, um, uh, my husband and I have uh, have been in. Uh, traveling ministry for a couple of years before we moved to Sicily. Um, our daughter was just three months old when we moved to Sicily. And, wow. um, and then uh, we, moved, we lived in three different places in Italy over the, the next nine years. And then wow. from Italy, we moved to Singapore and were there for four years, also with Rema. And then... Uh, after four years in Singapore, uh, wonderful years in those locations, but uh, we have come now to Australia, and we've been here now for 14 and a half years. And awesome. so, yeah, it is uh, a wonderful to be in the will of God. Amen. Your daughter just gave birth some hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little, congratulations, man. man. On the arrival yes. of your grandchild, <laughs> congrats. Yes. Congrats. I'm a happy person. My husband is happy, and uh, I wish I could tell you what his name is, but they have not named him yet. So he came, he came suddenly and quickly, and so we're wow. waiting for this surprise name, I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Praise he's a, God. He's a gift from God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So great. Just serving God as a family, your husband, yes. your kids, yes. the upbringing, the kind of yes. legacy you also received. Yes. Now, you teach a lot about prayer. Could you tell us why you're passionate about that subject? I think it stems from off of the first thing that I said, and that had to do with... Um, a relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with God without conversing with him. Yeah. And one of the ways that he talks to us, a primary way is 
through his word, but he also talks to us by his spirit and we can talk to him. And it is through, you know, through this, Brother Hagin said, oh, you know, it's one of the greatest privileges that we have as born again believers is the privilege of prayer. And um, it's a divine right that every child of God has uh, to converse with God. So I believe that prayer provides a, a way of enjoying communion with God and fellowship with God. But not only does it provide um, communion and fellowship with God, but it, it engages us in the business of the kingdom, Amen. kingdom business. Amen. And so in the same way that, that Jesus, um, when he was 12, went about his father's business, he had to be about his father's business. Uh, there is, there is a, uh, a work of the kingdom and uh, when we engage with God, like Jesus did in partnership with God, uh, yeah. it is the most exciting thing. I love prayer. The, I love being able to see what God is doing beyond just the front of my face and, and yeah, what, what more he can do and, and beyond my family and the people that I know. Um, yeah people that learn to pray can can go around the world and pray uh, Amen. in prayer. I, they don't have to get on an airplane. They can, they don't even have to get on technology just in a awesome. nanosecond. You can get in the spirit and you can pray for people and, and uh, affect the kingdom of God. So yes, I love it. Praise God. Praise God. Um, in the light of this uh, situation that with the pandemic and all that's happening in the world, uh, what would you say from God's word should be our reaction to these things as believers? I think, uh, of course, as Christians, Jesus is our, our model. And our represent, he, he is our example. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we respond like he does. Jesus said this really plainly. He said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. There is going to be tribulation in this world. Um, we live in a world that is um, the God, the God of this world is the devil. And he's mm -hmm. the one that steals, kills and destroys. This is the world that we live in. And so uh, while we're here on this earth, there will be confrontation with his works. And mm. um, so that shouldn't surprise us. And uh, Jesus told us in another place concerning the end of time that there are different signs of the ends of time and terrible things that are happening on the earth. And he said, see to it that you're not afraid. Amen. And so... Um, uh, he told us we would have tribulation, but he said, be of good cheer. Amen. I have overcome the world. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. So Amen. two things, don't be afraid and be of good cheer. Amen. So uh, if we're going to be of good cheer, then there must be something that gives us cheer. Yes. And um, it, it, he, um, he gives us things to be happy about in the most 
unusual times. So believers in Jesus and um, ones that are walking with him every day um, aren't moved by COVID-19. They're not moved. We're yes, compassionate. We've, we're, we're, we're prayerful, but we are not in fear. We're not in dread. And, uh, and we triumph in this and we look for what God is doing because he is. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Um, do you see uh, maybe like we're at the edge of a, a, a revival? How do you see that in God's timing uh, as Jesus is coming, draws closer? What can we do to hasten his return? What can we do, uh, especially at a time like this, in where revival, reaching the lost, where those things are concerned? Yes. Uh, well, Jesus said when he left the earth, he said, he told us that he would, he would uh, be coming again. But then when he went up into heaven and the angels um, came and spoke to the, the disciples who were looking up into heaven and gazing up into heaven, and they said, this same Jesus that you saw going up into heaven will so come in like manner as you've seen him go. And uh, this same Jesus is coming again. Amen. And um, I think it's really imperative that the church uh, never loses its voice to herald his coming. Amen. And um, when people get tired of hearing or they uh, begin to be doubtful that his coming is soon, uh, sometimes we back off of that of that and actually uh, it's situations like this that give us a higher step on the platform to say Jesus is coming again uh, he's coming soon he said he would come again and the the Holy Spirit is bearing witness that his his coming is is imminent and so uh, while the devil is doing what he is doing and I think, I think it's really important that people don't have their heads in the sand that the devil is doing things. He is. Um, the God of this world is working hard. I know uh, uh, Billy Brim, who edited Brother Hagen's books, talked with him one time and um, about Jesus coming. And Je uh, Brother Hagen said this statement. He said, Jesus is coming again and the devil is going to do everything he can to stop it so a lot of what is happening uh and what has happened over the over the years has been an effort to uh turn the times or shift the times in the favor of the the uh, god of this world and so a lot of times, because it is so awful and terrible that the, the devil does, people become mesmerized and obsessed and look at what he's doing. But um, at the very outset of this event, um, or this thing that is happening, 
we were in a, in some meetings here in in Brisbane, and the Lord gave this word to me, or these two words in in time of prayer. He he said he kept on giving these. Um, when I'd wake up in the morning, I told Tony, my husband, I said, um, I keep getting the word catastrophic. There's hmm. catastrophic. He said, is that something um, for our family? I said. No, it's bigger than our family. And he said, what about church? And I said, it's, it's bigger than our church. But I, that word catastrophic just kept on coming. And um, in looking at the definition of that, it, has, it, you know, it, it is an event and a, a, um, a series of things and coordinated things that um, are, are not just in the normal course and uh, one of the definitions indicate if it were in a play if it's a catastrophic scene it brings an end it's something that mm. shifts things towards the end so mm. i thought that was very interesting and then in um i went into that in the, those special meetings with that word and uh, mm. while we were in that meeting this is before the lockdown or anything uh, this was about a week before, um, or at least a few days. Um, I got the word coordinated operations, coordinated mm -hmm. operations. And so I asked the Lord, what is that? What is coordinated operations? And he said that in both kingdoms, there are operations that have been working uh, as subplots and different things here and there that have been working under different um, different purposes and different leaderships and different things that are happening. But in this day, these operations are being coordinated and drawn into a, con it's a concentrated um, operation. And so in both kingdoms, this is happening. So that's why we see in the kingdom of darkness, it seems like the darkness is getting darker and the works of the devil seem to be increasing and, and it looks so ominous. It looks so dark, but the kingdom of God has, uh, has coordinated operations too. And there are things that are coming together, groups that are coming together. There are wonderful things that are happening and he does not want us to be distracted and be looking at and staring at the kingdom of darkness and what the darkness is doing. He wants our eyes on the head of the church and taking orders from the head of the church because Jesus is, is the commander <laughs> and he's commanding his body and he's not leading us in defeat he is leading us in triumph Glory. bless the lord Amen. and so he needs our attention he needs us to be looking to him and so these are not the days to get cold or to be afraid or to draw away uh these are the days to press in and be absolutely with our eyes upon him and one of the ways we do that of course is through prayer so this is a time that for the church to to be more prayerful than it ever has been before yeah 
Amen. Amen. Yeah. Coordinated operations. Hmm. Coordinated operations. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I noticed that um, now in these last days, um, we are supposed to work, not that we shouldn't work before, but it is more like you said, to, to put our gaze on him. You know, so we, we, can you talk more about that? You know, just walking from the inside in these last days, because if you need to know what is happening, God wants you to do, you need to know it from the inside. Can you talk more about that? Because some people, you know, some people, their eyes are off and then they are looking at the natural, you know, things, which really will not help as much as the spiritual. Can you talk more about just looking on the inside and then getting instructions from him and then at this time? Yes. Yes. Well, what's so wonderful and comforting is that none of this has surprised God. Ooh. He is way out ahead. Amen. And none of this has put him on the back foot. He is not oh. scrambling at all. Glory. Uh, he knows exactly what is happening. And so um, I believe, uh, and tomorrow night or the next night, I will um, actually dive into the word of God regarding some of these things. But just to touch on it, um, uh, Ephesians the second chapter tells us that we, we, not just some, uh, some of us, it, Ephesians was written to a church. So it wasn't written just to the pastors of the church. It wasn't just written to the leaders of the church. It was written to the church. And it said that we are his workmanship. Amen. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. That God before ordained that we should walk in them. And so something that I am fascinated with, and especially during these times of destiny that we're in, uh, mm. obvious destiny, all, all the time is destined, but these times where it is more spectacular, and, and that is this, that every person has been born with a purpose. Hmm. Not only have they been born with a purpose, they have been born for a purpose. In other words, the reason they're alive is for God's purpose in his plan. And so there are some people that uh, don't know that. And so they live below that or they live for somebody else's purpose. Uh, the devil also has purposes as well. Uh, they live sometimes for their own purposes. But it's really important that everyone knows that God has a purpose for their life. And uh, that's the reason why they're alive. There are no accidental lives. Everyone is alive for a purpose, with a purpose, on purpose, to accomplish their purpose, and those purposes fit together like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. Mm. And uh, the Holy Spirit's task is to bring our purposes together. You know, 
I, I just love, I love what we're doing right now. Mm. Uh, we, I, I've met you, both of you in Tulsa and had heard about you before. And uh, we're a part of a great big plan, but only mildly aware of one another. What has happened mm. in this, this um, season this COVID season, uh, something that I don't think the devil meant to have happen, is that I believe believers all over the world are more aware of one another. Mm. We're not only aware of the, the commander in chief, the head of the church, but we're also more aware of one another. Mm. And we're connecting with one another and God's purposes that um, are identifiable more or less are becoming more identifiable and people that are supposed to work together all over the world are finding one another and you don't have to be in the same city to work together you don't have to be in the same nation to work together jesus said if two of you on earth Mm. are in agreement. Mm. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Amen. I believe that God's bringing people together all over the world. And uh, we've, in the spirit, we are connected, but we've not been as aware of it as what we are now. Amen. So we have these wonderful meetings uh, where I'm in Australia, you're in Nigeria, but we're in the same room. We're yeah. in the same room. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can, we can, uh, we're getting to know, uh, be more familiar with the head of the church, but mm. we're also becoming more familiar with one another so that our bodies this body of Christ can become more coordinated in its function. So, you know, when a little baby starts walking, it's not real coordinated. It's just learning how to, how to, how to do, but the more that it, it functions, the body helps itself and it functions. It's not, it's not funky. It's not, um, a jerky. It's, it becomes fluid. And so this mm. body all over the world is learning to flow together and we will be gloriously working together Glory. as Jesus comes again. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Along those lanes, just what you said now about working together, how do you see um, ways we could build uh, bridges? Uh, sometimes there are, factions sometimes there are divisions are there things we can do just to uh, mend fences build more bridges so we can walk in a more concerted way what would you say about that as a body of believers you know uh, my dear brother talk i that is something very strong on my heart i've been looking mm -hmm. into that so much. And um, is it okay if I share a verse of scripture, a portion of scripture? Please. Very, man. Very okay. Okay. So uh, 
this would be in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians, the second chapter. And um, I'll first read it in the new uh, in the New King James Version. But then I want to read it in the Passion Translation, which is just, you know, a simple translation. But I think it can uh, help. Um, it'll just help clarify in more uh, current terminology what Paul was saying to this church. And it has to do with what was accomplished in Christ. And we know, we know, uh, thank the Lord, we do. We, we believe what God accomplished in Christ for our righteousness and for our healing and for uh, living an abundant life and that he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But Ephesians, the second chapter, gives a very interesting thing of what was accomplished uh, in the work of Jesus. And so uh, if we can go on down in this chapter, uh, in Ephesians, the second chapter, if we can pick up uh, in verse 14. It says, for he himself is our peace. Wow. He himself is our peace. And I think that we, uh, uh, we can try to uh, work out differences and in the struggle to work out differences actually discover more differences. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. I was praying about some of these differences the other day, and I tell you, I saw it like a bowl of spaghetti. That mm. it's a mess. It is a mess. People's differences, things that have been misunderstood, things that, you know, this is between family. This could be between spouses, between family, between um, friends, in churches, um, in nationalities, in ethnic groups, in races. It could be among church uh, denominations. Uh, the devil loves division because that's mm. where he can cause our house to not, uh, to not be strong. But this is what Jesus did. He said, he himself is our peace or our wholeness, mm. who has made both one. And the both he's talking about, of course, is Jews and Gentiles. Mm. Now, we think about diversity and differences that split marriages up, split families up, Split, split different groups, church groups, uh, national groups, different groups of people up. But there, the Bible only originally mentioned two mm. groups, mm. Jews, Gentiles. And the reason why, according to God, these were the two most alienated groups that could ever be is because God spoke to the Jews and were his people by that in the old covenant. And the others, the Bible calls us strangers, hmm. enemies of God, wicked, hmm. enemies of God, completely separated from him. 
And so there was no, there was no way to bring these two groups together. Uh, they, there was the gulf between them was insurmountable, could not be reconciled, could not. But uh, what God did in Jesus, it says in, um, uh, in fact, it's, it calls us that in the verses of scripture before, we won't take time to go there, but it calls us aliens. We were aliens from the commonwealth, strangers of the covenant. But it says, he himself is our peace, who has made both Jews and Gentiles one. Mm. He made them, Jesus made them one. How did he do that? He has broken down the middle wall of separation. He did it. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. I better stop on that and just go back to having a first abolished in his flesh the enmity. So enmity means perfectly mutual hatred. So they had a hatred for one another. They couldn't, they couldn't coexist. And, um, in, in uh, their purpose and in the, in the mind of God in that way, in the old covenant. One belonged to God and the other did not. But the Bible says he took the enmity, the, the, the hatred, the mutual hatred, and he abolished it in one body. He put mm. that hatred in Jesus and crushed the hatred right. in Jesus. And it says... Um, in so doing, he created in Jesus one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. Mm -hmm. So what happens is this enmity or this hatred actually, if it's expressed, puts people to death, puts relationships to death. But what God did is he killed the enmity. He mm. killed the strife oh, in Jesus. And, um, and then it says, so now we both have access to the Father. Now, if we could we just read the Passion Translation? It just uh, simplifies it in some ways. It says this in verse 14. Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ. By dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated mm. us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been replaced by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity. Jews and non-Jews fused together. Amen. The two have become one and we live restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ through his crucifixion. Hatred died. Mm. 
Amen. Whoa, glory. Now, good news. it is good news. So what God needs, my mm. dear friends in Nigeria, God needs people who will believe what he accomplished in Christ and use their faith. Mm. Uh, I believe that we can change and, and stop the tide on, on racial uh, factions and mm. ethnic genocides and terrible things. Um, I don't know if you remember, you would remember this story quite well. Um, uh, there were two, two uh, ministers, I believe it was Jerry O'Dell and Wyatt Brown, uh, who went to Swaziland. This was many years ago. And there was about to be a civil war there, an outbreak, because there was hatred amongst, amongst them. And they went there, and uh, the president was born again and asked them to pray. And the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they took authority over that spirit of strife and utilized what God accomplished in Christ to bring uh, factions together. Amen. And... Um, the, the Civil War was dissolved. It was just dissolved. Whoa. I believe Amen. that God needs us as believers that know our authority in Christ, hmm. that know to take authority over sickness, yes, and over disease, yes, and over, over the works of, of lack and poverty and, and disease and those kind of things. But we also, by the authority of what God did in Christ, we can step into the gap of hatred and strife mm. and division. Mm. And on the authority of what God did in Christ to bring people that are at odds together again. Amen. I believe we'll see it more and more. And also in the body where there's been faction, it's just even in the body of Christ, hmm. uh, we can be utilizing the work that Jesus did on the cross, applying it to fraction and faction and hmm. hatred because the hmm. work of the cross and the blood of Jesus neutralizes hatred amen whoa oh, amen God. that's so rich that's so rich because these things have hindered the work of god the move of god especially oh, yeah. among believers especially among believers amen you are so right it it dishonors god for us to be broken apart and mm. uh and so when we you know what the Lord's inspired me to do sometimes is um, is take communion mm. and uh, take a, a loaf of bread and break it apart. Mm. Break it apart. And so it looks like how can you ever put it back together again? You, you, you can't in the natural. But when you take the bread in communion, 
Mm. You take what was broken mm. and you, you take it because you're, uh, you're taking his body that was broken to bring Amen. wholeness. So I think we can use, we can use communion actually as mm. a tool towards uh, unity. Amen. 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 Praise God. That's all. Awesome. Hallelujah. Oh God, we, we, we pray for the body of Christ. We pray Amen. for our brothers and sisters. We pray Amen. for those that would seem to be enemies. And rather than, rather than uh, identifying them as our enemies and speaking of them as such, uh, we, uh, we pray for them and we cherish Amen. them. And those that have even Amen. spoken evil against us, instead of speaking evil back to them, we pray for them. And we ask you, Lord, for uh, the blood of Jesus that was, uh, that came at, and was poured out as a result of a brokenness in his body. Every time his body was, was broken or cut open, blood came out that heals yeah. and restores. Oh, Amen. we take that blood and, and we take that broken body of the Lord Jesus and we appropriate it for this great body of the Lord Amen. Jesus Christ. Let this body be healed and whole and restored Amen. in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's, that was awesome. That Amen. was awesome. Now, talking about moves of God and um, uh, supernatural manifestations of the Holy Ghost through prayer, do you want to share with us maybe some things you've seen over the years? I remember a particular story. I think it came out in December 1981. I think it was December 81, Word of Faith, where Brother Higgin talked about a lady that had cancer and um, how uh, each time he'll talk about the story, he'll just talk about, he just pointed to her. And then how you now asked him, dad, why don't you ever tell that story in full? And he said, what do you mean? And then you now told him how he jumped on her, uh, like so uh, a cat would pounce on a rat and said, you spirit of fear, you spirit of death, I command you to leave her. You want to share with us some of those things you've seen, manifestations of the Holy Ghost, things of that sort that were birthed through prayer and the place of prayer in how we can see more of these things in these yeah. last days. Yes. It, aren't those amazing? Yeah, I remember that. And you, and you um, related that uh, very well, too. Um, I was standing on the platform with him and... Um, he started sniffing and it was just him and me on the platform. And I thought, Oh, do I not smell good or something? Something is wrong with me. Cause he was going, he was sniffing. And I thought, what is that? And, um, then he said he, when he took the pulpit, then he said uh, he smelled death or maybe he told me, uh, he said, I smell death here. Mm. And then, um, I remember him, pointing that lady out, she was uh, on a side, um, she was on a side section 
towards the back. And he mm-hmm. commanded her to step out in the aisle. And after he commanded, uh, then she fell out on the floor and was out on the floor the whole, the whole service. And, um, but then he had her come up and, uh, boy, howdy. <laughs> the platform, I know you've been in that room before in, in SDC one in the, uh, prayer school room is just, it's a, a short platform. You know, it's only about, you know, it's only about like this, but back in those days, it was higher than your knees, uh, standing mm-hmm. on the floor. It was, it was high. And, mm-hmm. um, Oh, maybe about as high as, you know, coming up to your hip, maybe. And um, that he told that lady to come up to the front. And she was, oh, she was so skinny, except for her her stomach. And uh, she was, Mm. you could tell she was not well. And um, he jumped off the platform and just shook her to pieces. And... um, (laughs) I was like, oh, my, because she was just this very tiny lady. And um, and here he just shook her to pieces, took her uh, from on her stomach and on her back and just shook her. And she was she was flopping (laughs) and she fell out again. But, uh, yeah, that that tumor left her. Mm. And she was healed. She was healed of. she was healed of cancer in its last oh. stages. It's a wonderful testimony. I, you know, another time in healing school, and you probably heard about this too, but it was a, a wonderful, different operation. It wasn't just in, in, um, it wasn't just in um, healing. This had to do with, he picked something up in his heart. And um, there, he said, I sense something is wrong. We've got to pray and we've got to pray right now. Mm. And so he got down uh, on his knees on the platform with no, hardly any more express, any more, um, any more explanation than that. Mm. Just got down and started praying. And there was a real spirit of prayer, but praise the Lord. It came on us all everybody was praying and not you know people weren't just listening to him pray everybody was praying and it was mostly praying in the holy ghost except for uh brother hagen at different times would speak in english there would be some english words that came out as it turned out that was the day that ronald reagan was shot and mm. attempted assassination on Ronald mm. Reagan. Mm. And when you matched the transcript of what Brother Hagen said during in prayer, the English mm. words, mm. to what was recorded that Ronald Reagan said, it was the same thing. Wow. In other words, uh, what the Holy Spirit helped Brother Hagen do is, um, is stand in the gap for him. He was mm. sensing what the president was sensing. Mm. And... Um, and, uh, and secured a divine intervention for his life. Amen. And why that was necessary, that that man's uh, life was um, uh, a very important piece of uh, the puzzle of God's purposes. 
Amen. when the 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 wall was coming down, when hmm. communism was coming down in the former USSR. And That's Ronald right. Reagan had a very important piece to play. He wasn't hmm. everything, Mr. Gorbachev and and uh, Miss Thatcher and uh, you know there were others that were, had great pieces too. Mr. Reagan had a very important piece to play, and the devil was trying to take him out. Mm. But when people respond to the Holy Ghost, we can stand in the gap, and mm. the plans of the devil are foiled, and the plans Amen. of God come to pass. Hallelujah. Oh, so, yeah, that was wonderful. So mm. that's a, that was a, a very interesting um, story. He did the same thing also with uh, Pope John Paul. There was an attempted assassination on him. Mm. And uh, he prayed also in that instance too. And wow. uh, yeah, uh, everything stopped. He, we got to pray. We got to pray now. For the, exactly the same reason, Pope John Paul had a piece to play also in prayers we were praying for mm. Uh, communism and the Iron Curtain to mm. fall and to open up. And Amen. praise the Lord. Glory. So yes, there's so Amen. many stories and mm. then other stories beyond that of how God has used so many different people that have walked in the same principles that mm. Brother Hagen demonstrated and taught. Mm. It looks like um, that art of prayer, especially the area of um, Praying in supplication, in intercession, getting prayer burdens, being sensitive to the Holy Ghost and picking up prayer assignments. It looks like it, it, it's not so emphasized in the large body of the charismatic movement these days. What would you like to say about that? Yes, I've been talking to the Lord about that, actually. I've really been lifting that up. Uh, prayer is an operation of God. Mm. It, you can't make people do it and it have the same effect. It's mm. got to come from the, heart, from the heart or else it is a religious activity. Mm. And all the religions of the world pray. All of them mm. pray. Mm. And, and Jesus warned against um, that we not be like the heathen that yes. think they're going to be heard because of their much speaking. Mm. So it's possible for us to get religious in our prayer if it's not, mm. as, as you said before, darling, about the prayer coming up from your heart. It's got to come up from your heart. Mm. So I've been talking to the Lord about this, and the Lord has reminded me that... Uh, there is a responsibility of mm -hmm. people who know the operation of, of the Holy Ghost in prayer to pray for this generation. Not just, um, not just observe that this generation is um, lacking in it, but when we see the lack, and if we've experienced that move of the Holy Spirit, we're actually supposed to respond and pray and, and bring that operation into the body. It is, a, it is a operation of the Holy Spirit. It cannot be manipulated. It cannot mm. be organized 
humanly. Mm. It is something mm. that is conducted by the Holy Spirit. We mm. have to have it. We have to have it. Mm. Well, um, our hour is uh, fast drawing to an end. And um, prayer and healing school started October 1, 1979. Yes. Uh, yeah, Brother Higgin, after camp meeting, he got to his hotel room. He had the vision about the four uh, frogs leaping up, uh, uh, like coming from the Atlantic and leaping on the USA. Yes. And then he yes. said, there's certain things in the, the America that are about to happen and would happen if the church doesn't pray. And that he wasn't going to hold the president responsible. Reminded him of what happened to uh, with President Nixon and how he had showed him something similar and how the church hadn't responded like uh, the church should have. And that, yeah. Can you, just as a last question, as we begin to wrap this up, the place of praying for our governments, for our nations, the place of um, uh, praying how that God will influence them, especially at this time, decisions need to be made. Decisions are being made. How can we uh, help in this time, in praying that the right decisions be made, and also, most especially, so that the word of God will have a free course. Mm -hmm. You have such a heart for the nations. You've been in Italy, you've been in Singapore, you're in Australia now. How uh, would you say prayer helped get you into these places and how prayer will make an impact in one's nation and also in the nations of the earth? Uh, the purposes of God don't originate in us. Mm. There's no way that we can, uh, I'm talking about from a human mentality. Mm. Isaiah 55 says that the thoughts of God are as high as the heavens are above the earth mm. than man's thoughts. And the same with God's ways, higher than the heavens above the earth are God's ways than ours. So even, even, as, even for Christian people, and you've heard Brother Higgins' uh, vision also about plans, purposes, and pursuits, if we try to accomplish the purposes of God with man's ways, mm. it'll never happen. Mm. It just can't. Mm. Uh, but through prayer, we can access and we do engage and we receive the purposes and plans of God. And uh, not only do we receive them, but, the, but it says that uh, like the rain from heaven and the snow, it doesn't return void. The Lord told me one time, he said, it, his word doesn't return void unless it's not returned. Hmm. Mm. Mm. So if God is giving a promise, if there has been a prophecy, if there's been a directive from the head of the church or through a prophetic word, if there's been a directive, uh, it has to be returned. And what prayer is, a portion, a, a portion of prayer is in the receiving from God. Uh, but the other portion is in the giving back of what God has given us. And so the receiving is his promises, his word, his will, 
that is expressed in the word of God and then by the Holy Spirit. So uh, just about what you just got through saying, he's been real clear in 2 Timothy, the second chapter, we are to pray for all men. Hmm. Amen. And so that'd be people of the world. We're supposed to pray for all, all people. And then, and then it starts going strategically. Of, and then how, how, how will God help us to pray? He's, and for kings and for all that are in authority. That we might lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. But then verse 4 says, who would have all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So God wants us to pray. Amen. He's, he's given us his word to pray. And Amen. the result is, is it affects world harvest. Amen. So we are very motivated empowered by heaven to pray glory glory hallelujah amen amen wow this has been so rich it's like you should just go on and on and on you know but like brother higgin used to say if we don't go then we can't come back <laughs> praise <laughs> god that's true that's true yes man so um tomorrow is going to be a little different from this just telling our, our viewers you're just going to teach God's word and just share from your heart. It won't be in such question and answer format like today was. But on Friday, Friday will be a mix, some teaching, some questions. I love it. Praise God. And if people have questions, you can send them in too. So thank you so, so, so much. Thank you so much, man. And congrats yeah. once again on the birth of your grandson. Yeah. We're you. so excited. Thank Praise you God. so much. I enjoyed so much. I felt like we were just fellowshipping. Amen. I, I, this really is very sweet to me, very Glory precious to, to me to have this time with you, Amen. the both of you together. Thank you, ma. Thank you, ma. So to our viewers, same time uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Uh, that's West Africa time. And um, that's 7 p.m., Brisbane, Australia time. Amen. Thank you, man. All right. Really God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. All right, man. Yes, man. Well, I believe we've had a great time just yeah. hearing God's word, hearing uh, Sister Patsy just pour from our heart, share from our heart about the importance and the place of prayer in uh, birthing God's purposes in building bridges and walking in love and appropriating all that belongs to us in Christ. Our reaction shouldn't be one of fear. It should be one of good chair. And nothing cheers us up like the truths of the word of God. Hallelujah. And the, she talked, emphasized so much about prayer being a thing from the heart, mm -hmm. being sensitive to the Holy Ghost, following his leading and our God's purposes cannot be achieved any other way than through, than through God's methods. And one of such methods of God is prayer. Praise the Lord. So this evening, 7 p.m. West Africa time, we're going to be having Reverend Tony Cook yeah. and he's going to teach God's word and just going to share God's word, ask a few questions and he'll share and we're going to have a great time.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much.